We're not opening again. <laughs> We're not opening again with a burp. <laughs> we we just burp so much. Yeah. We gotta start taking care of ourselves. All right. Um, how do you want to open this? General. I'd like to do some future noises personally. <laughs> what what are future noises? <laughs> you know, like I don't know, noises from the future, like wow, 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 wow. Is that what the future sounds like? That's what I think the future sounds like. You know what the future sounds like? The Jonas Brothers song, Year 3000. I'm not going to sing it. I was about to. You You know it? it? You know it. I know it. Everybody knows that song. Yeah. Not much has changed, but we live underwater. Was that a comment on global warming? (laughs) It might have been. It might have been an early take on global warming by the motherfucking jonas brothers and what did they mean by and your great 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 granddaughter she's doing fine (laughs) don't read into that one just know your lineage is safe the jonas brothers time traveled to make sure that your seed kept reproducing and they said don't worry she's fine nobody's fucked up yet you're going good everybody's underwater but your kids are fine i just don't like the the way they said fine the, doing fine. The implication, and like they even like say it again. Like she's do- don't worry, she's doing fine. She's just like really fucking hot. <laughs> they time traveled to objectify your kid. Horny time travelers. Hot tub time machine four, starring the Jonas Brothers. Well, first there has to be a third one. Oh no. We never saw the second one, did we? I feel like we did. I feel like that's one that we were definitely like, oh yeah, we're mega. Stoned. We're gonna be gone for that. One. <laughs> think i actually left for hot tub time machine too if we did watch it i remember the first one though that was fun first one's really good really fun yeah as stupid as i remember those trailers being watching it very 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 tickled i had a good time yeah they're they're not like masterpieces but they had no right being that good there's, mm. there's a lot of heart into it oh my god that's a great segue into today's hot topic hot tubs <laughs> yeah no time machines time machines oh cool i wish i had a time machine no time machines take you into the future because that's what we're talking about today the motherfucking future can i uh open up with a story about a time machine you can absolutely open up with a story about a time machine years ago um i finished a project in like eighth grade that's when this was so i was in eighth grade mm, going I, to the past for the future i had finished a project and in the project, I had to make a website and I kind of learned through like webs.com or dot webs, whatever it's called, mm-hmm. how to quickly just generate a really quick website. So one time my cousin and I were on the phone and, you know, I'm just doing homework or something. And so was he. And I'm just like munching on some popcorn. And I casually mentioned just bullshitting, obviously, starting conversation. I was like, you know, I invented popcorn. Oh, yeah. And he goes, oh, sure. Of course he did. Andy I was like, no, no kidding. Like me and my buddy Orville, like back in the day, we oh we time traveled and, you know, we we invented popcorn duh and i came up with this whole like elaborate story and i had the same tone yeah i was just like duh you don't know this you haven't heard this story before yeah so he kind of just like you know brushes it off like it's nothing (laughs) and i decide while the phone call is still going Mm -hmm. i'm gonna make a fucking website about the history of popcorn to gaslight to gaslight my cousin yes oh my god perfect so i i make i think it was called origins of popcorn.webs.com Mm-hmm. I will look afterwards and see if that site is still up, but I doubt it is. Everybody go to orange origins origins of popcorn dot web dot org dot webs dot com dot webs dot com. Everybody go check it out. I doubt it's still up. Anyway, we're talking for another like 20, 30 minutes or something, and he thinks I'm doing my homework. He has no idea I'm <laughs> making a little website about you know 
popcorn and the history of it, uh-huh. including the bullshit story that I had just told him. And in it, I, I get pictures of like really rinky-dink time machines and like old-timey, you know, ways they'd make popcorn mm-hmm. and manufacture it. And I put like red X's over there. I'm like, no, this is too much. We need to, <laughs> we need to fix this. How much of this information on this website was truth versus whatever you injected? There's a good 10%, mostly just like dates of like when Orville Redenbacher was a child. Because you didn't want to seem too ridiculous. Right, right. <laughs> um, and I, I'm trying to remember the whole thing was like, me and my buddy Orville time traveled in like the third or fourth grade or something. Mm-hmm. And we ended up in like a cornfield and the radiation from the time machine popped it or something. <laughs> and we were like, we know how to do this. So he went on and stayed in the past uh-huh. and have this big popcorn dynasty. Oh while I went off into the future to be Andy. Wasn't there popcorn at like the original Thanksgiving though? Like hadn't it been a thing for like ever? Everything I feel like I know about the quote unquote original Thanksgiving, I feel like is propaganda and bullshit. Period. True. I don't know. <laughs> Was there even actually a dinner? <laughs> Were there even people there? Yeah. Was it aliens? Did they say, oh, I'm thankful for this and that? Like, I don't know. <laughs> they faked the original Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> Thanksgiving's a lie. Thanksgiving isn't even real. True. It's It just depends on how much you trust your public school system, I guess. I guess, yeah. <laughs> um, anywho, so my cousin and I are still talking. I'm just about done with the website, so I publish it. And I, I say to him, so I'm like, oh, I'm done with my popcorn. I gotta go make some more. Mm-hmm. And I throw in like a little like, I can't believe you didn't know about the whole popcorn thing. And he goes, Andy, are you still on that thing? It was a joke. I'm like, mm-hmm. Ryan, it's fucking real. It's true. Like, <laughs> fucking look it up. He goes, what do I look up? I'm like, look up, I don't know. Origins, origins of popcorn, of popcorn. Dot, <laughs> origins of and he's like okay and he looks it up and i just hear silence over the phone mm-hmm. and i'm like ryan did you find anything and, and, he goes, and he goes andy what is this i'm like it's it's the truth he goes no what the fuck is this andy oh i'm God. like nothing it's the truth how'd you not know this i thought like i must have told you a million times so as he's scrolling, I can just hear him reading along and just the bewilderment in his voice and <laughs> the the awe and the confusion and everything. He's like, Andy, what is this? When did you do this? What I'm like telling him, like, dude, this is history. I didn't write this shit. Eventually, he scrolls down to the bottom of the page. And because it was my account, it does say published by Fuck. Andrew Shakta. You got got, bro. But there, there was a time where for one minute in this universe, <laughs> he was petrified and he thought... <laughs> Did my cousin fucking make popcorn you and time just travel? Heavily fucked with his worldview casually. You love doing that. Not quite. I don't do it for too long. Do you remember when you tried to convince me that your birthday was not your birthday? But to be fair, you make it sound like it was months or years or something. It was like literally 30 seconds. I had not a even. mental breakdown was... for those 30 seconds, bro. <laughs> I was unwell and you rejoice in it. <laughs> I don't rejoice in it. I, I, you, you bring it up more than I do. But it's not because I did it to gaslight you. It's because uh-huh. I'm not really open about when my birthday is. Mm-hmm. And we had, you know, just started hanging out. I was like, I don't know if I want this girl to like... No. <laughs> In case I'm the feds. <laughs> Never trust a bitch. I don't know. Never trust a bitch. No. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Daphne, what you doing? Daphne's not here. Daphne's not here. Good for her. Just she could Hunter. not be hearing this bitch slander. <laughs> bitch. Bitches, man. Look at you. Gaslight gatekeep girl boss. I do say bitch too much, though. Bitch? I, I mean, like... I feel it's, like it's never offensive. There's it's just, worse words, for sure. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's a part of her, my vernacular. <laughs> Andy bitch bleep. <laughs> we'll include what? your last name. I retroactively censored myself. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. 
Nobody needs to know. It's Nobody almost like you're from the future. I am from the future. Uh, what do you think the future is going to be like? Um, hopefully not underwater, but that's my personal hope. Uh, we never know for sure, knowing the way things are going right now. Ooh, cheery. Let's start it off with a nice, happy little thought train. Um, I know. Personally, can I like idealize the future? Of course. Okay. I think if I had to pick any future, if I could just pick and choose what I wanted... I think I might incorporate some underwater vibes, but like it would be like cool Atlantis and like just it, it's not because the world is in danger. We just like it underwater. We're just having fun. It you didn't know? sink. You, it didn't you built sink. underwater. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then I think I'd also like robots, but not too many robots. And no one's allowed to be mean to the robots because uh, that's tough. That yeah. would really suck. That would break my heart. Um, I think I would love it. Oh my gosh if teleportation existed because traffic is crazy okay would love to instantly go to wherever i'm trying to go to that would be fantastic and hmm yeah i think that's about it in your world tell me more about like what is the future of like cars for you or like just everyday technology hmm well i guess cars would be obsolete because the teleportation trans trans transportation that's the word trans trans (laughs) transportation system would be so elite that you could just blank go to it's like the subway but faster and it's just you and maybe your particles get scrambled but it's not that big of a deal okay okay i see that Mm -hmm. but other than that i i don't know it's interesting to conceptualize like what what are things gonna look like what's uh what's the fashion gonna be i'm lobbying for chrome everything chrome you're very this is the future future yeah future you know i i align myself with squidward's vision and mad max's vision in a sense i enjoy some sparkle i enjoy a little bit of chrome how about you andy what are you feeling for your vibes for your future what's the energy i feel like what i think the future is going to be like and Mm -hmm. what it you know will be are very very different things obviously okay so one's gonna be fun and one's gonna be sad huh well no i mean there's, there's always gonna be good and bad in the world that's just a reality you true. know and whether things are cyberpunk there's still good shit going on in that world you know uh-huh. that's true but i would hope in the future things are a lot more either electric or we have teleportation or something yeah i hope in the future like there are some worries that i have of like like what is music gonna sound like are people gonna be like over the experience of even listening to music like what is that Maybe. do people even watch movies the same way do we download it in one second like things like that worry me mm-hmm. my vision for like a society is just like people aren't working as much people are always just like on the go somewhere it's just more laid back people have like robots doing work for them not like servants or like doing jobs but things are just more automated in general. Life is a lot easier, more laid back. I, I want the best for that kind of future, you know? I got it. Yeah. I like that. I don't know. What if? What if? If I can throw in one more thing. Go off. Hell cars yeah. Cars are like all electric or all environmentally friendly and self-driving. Oh, yeah. I definitely think the future should be a lot more sustainable mm-hmm. on the environment. I mean, we can only hope, but hopefully someone will figure out some beautiful, beautiful alternative to like, crude oil and i don't know gas maybe which is still just crude oil right yeah i guess (laughs) shows how much i know about the earth and the environment what is petrol and what is gas uh, what is oil uh, what's a leader who's steve jobs (laughs) like my balls balls. um yeah no i definitely i think 
we will hopefully have less of an impact on our environment in the future. I don't know. Okay. We can hope. I think that the metaverse will be the future. Oh my God. <laughs> Dude, do you remember like, what was it? PlayStation Home? No. It's from like 2008 or nine. It was like for the PS3 or something. It was pretty much like you just design your avatar and walk around like mm-hmm. an online mall or a little online city. And it came with the PlayStation and you can just decorate your home however it is. My vision of Latin, like like the, the few times I played that with like friends or something, that's what I pictured the metaverse to be. Mm-hmm. Somehow in 2022, the metaverse is a dumber version of it and it's failing in every way. I still don't understand the metaverse. Like, is it like VR chat or not? It's like VR chat, but you have like you can own things. You can like load into your own home or your own like art studio but it's virtual like you think it's picture vr chat but you like it's more personal okay like vr chat mixed with club penguin i i guess so work yeah it's, i can see that i think it's a crock i think it's just like you know <laughs> them trying to just skirt other situations going on. like they like, think about it facebook changed their name to meta like yeah that. Mm-hmm. and now facebook isn't responsible for all the damages in the world anymore because facebook doesn't exist facebook oh my god isn't real we're meta we do crack <laughs> yeah we do crack <laughs> we do virtual crack all the fucking time <laughs> i don't know this marketing campaign has gone down the toilet the second they aired that ad with mark zuckerberg's corny ass yeah. <laughs> that was iconic though i can't honestly though be real with me if you wake up in the morning and you have a choice between putting on andy skin or putting on like some crazy like anime big titty bitch outfit like come on which one are you picking here's the thing i still haven't bought a vr headset t so it's not like i crave that or desire that Mm -hmm. and that's the the whole issue i have with the metaverse i don't think vr is big enough yet Mm -hmm. and i blame facebook actually for that from years ago i'm gonna do a little shout out okay so i have a contract laminated and hanging on our wall it is written on notebook paper but it is very official well we were pretty high when we came up (laughs) with it but my friend darby and i love you darby um we were doing we were like just watching a movie or something we were talking about the future of vr and stuff like that and she believes that within 10 years most homes in america will have some form of a vr headset Mm -hmm. and i was saying i don't think so and i believe my concern is because at the time facebook just bought oculus do you know what around time this was for context? Maybe five years ago or so. Okay. Yeah. We were probably, yeah, about five years. And around this time, Facebook bought Oculus, which was the the forerunner for like, this is the next big thing in VR gaming. And, and it's still online. kind of the go-to, like when people think of VR, they think of Oculus. At least that's what I think. Yeah. And that's, that's because Facebook bought it and kind of just filtered out what you can and can't do. So mm-hmm. all of a sudden they got rid of porn and certain ways to browse the web now you have to see ads on the side of your headset all the time if you're just browsing the internet things like that yeah how dystopian how movie pass of them it's very it's very facebook of them so it's not off brand Mm -hmm. and it's because of like these weird decisions they were making i kind of saw you know they increased the price of the oculus and most game developers were saying they're not getting full support and i saw the the death of vr like kind of slowly happening Mm -hmm. so when i took this bet i told her i don't think vr will be a big thing in homes for entertainment i think it in 10 years, I feel like it'll be used for more like remote work or even surgeries in order to perfect like making a tiny robot with a blade move a little way with mm-hmm. a human touch performing surgery or something. I I don't know what it could be, but I don't think one third of homes in America will have a, a VR headset. I mean, at least based on like what I can see now, there's definitely like 
a large chunk of people with VR shit in their homes, but like nobody I know, none of my yeah. friends, none of my friends' friends. Like it seems to be like a oh, come to this VR experience in this warehouse in Los Angeles, and everybody's like, yeah, that's kind of fun. Let's do that. But it's not like oh my god, I can't wait to wake up and log into my Oculus and mm-hmm. play my my non pornographic, perfectly good Christian games in my home. Well, my my only issue with them banning porn wasn't necessarily, you know, as a fan of porn, because I don't really watch a lot of porn typically. It's the principle. Yeah, it's not just that. I had a friend who works in tech once tell me porn really sets a lot of trends for the future, Mm -hmm. whether it be, oh, now streaming or downloading is a big thing or now live cams, only fans, things like that are kind of just like trend setting for what's next because you see where the money is online. Mm -hmm. And at the time, maybe that's true, maybe it's not. But at the time, I really, really thought there's some truth to it. So hearing Facebook just be like, no, we're, we're dismissing a lot of porn on, on VR. We're not allowing it. The death. Yeah, it was the death of a lot of just industry, you know, backing for the VR. You've lost a large amount of eyeballs immediately. Yeah. And it was because of that. We made the contract. We made the deal. The deal being in 10 years, homes would have VR headsets or not. And the loser. Oh, the loser has to clean the other person's home with a French made outfit on. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> What if you're right, though? I don't want Darby to come to our house and clean for us. I would rather die. (laughs) Oh, my God. That horrible gurgle. Did you catch that? (laughs) The devil crawled out. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, fuck it. Keep it in. The people need to know what my little burps sound like. There's been a burp every single episode. I think so. Let's not keep that up. Let's Look not let us. that be a tradition. Keep an eye out for the hidden burp in every single podcast episode, y'all. If you can find it, we will send you um, some small piece of garbage from our house. But cute garbage, not bad garbage. Okay. Yeah, it's a deal, right? It's fun. I'm not agreeing to this. <laughs> It'll be fun garbage. It'll be fun. But I think if I had to place midway bets on your contract, I think you might be you might be in the right the right trajectory ah. it's one of those few times where i'm actually happy to say damn i was okay, right okay i was right <laughs> told you so bitch not you darby you're not a bitch i love you i miss you let's hang out hope you're doing well hey um anywho so i wanted to go back to our topic of future and future. I, have, I have a question for you lay it on it's me kind of a, a two-parter oh god you get to live in the future of some fictional world mm. movie comic tv show video game anything what world do you live in Oh my god. That is a good question. The future... Okay, so let me clarify so I can make a good decision. Is it any cinematic television creative universe that I want, but the future of that? Or is it a universe that is set in the future? It's already set in the future. Copy. Yeah, that's Copy a better way that. to say it. I would pick... Hmm... That is a really good one. I'm gonna have to noodle. I'm gonna have to noodle on that. I think if I was going for like pure cushiness and low stress, I would probably pick Chowder. Does it have to be a real universe? <laughs> I mean, I would say it has to be a, a portrayal of our universe or our world. Ugh, damn, our universe and our world. Dang. Okay, I would probably... No, Red Dwarf is kind of sad. Shout out to everybody. Who knows what the fuck Red Dwarf is? You guys are hot. Fun show. It's a fun show. We saw show. a couple episodes. I love that show. Yeah, that was a good show. Deeply, deeply, deeply hold that one close to my heart. Um, I think I would honestly have to pick 
Can it be animated? Please let me tell. Yeah. Okay. As, as long as it is Earth, it could be animated. Is the Jetsons on Earth? Yes. I think I would pick that then, definitely. Okay. Only because, like, for me, I just go absolutely feral for, like, 60s 70s mid-century modern like what people back then thought the future would be like side note though do not get it twisted i think mid-century modern furniture and home decor is bullshit and it is uncomfortable why would your vision of the future be so empty and blank and stainable and not cushy that is just a personal beef though but the aesthetic overall incredible i think i would definitely pick that one how about you mister I kind of noodled on that one for a little bit. And I think the answer I came up with is um, if I could live in any future from a movie or something, I'd probably live in the world of the movie Her, the Spike Jones one. Yes. That one was fucking adorable. Really comfy mm-hmm. kind of world. Definitely. Yeah. The colors, the, everything was aesthetic. There's there's a train to Catalina. Like, come on. There's a train to Catalina. That's amazing. He said, girl, I'm in it. No, I love that. That's fucking fun. I think... That one would be good, but honestly, knowing my ass, I would be susceptible to falling in love with all sorts of AI, and I could not do it. That emotional pressure is too much for me. Well, I think the worst part isn't that he fell in love with the AI. You know, it's love. It's what it is. Yeah. That bitch broke up with him. I know. I can't take that. Like, people, I think I've, for the most part, I can't say mastered, but I've come a long way with people. Talking and communicating and dealing with computers? And their feelings? I am out of my depth. I don't know what's going on. But it was so human-like in the movie. It, yeah. There really was a person there. And it's just, it's wild to me that that is probably going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just, I don't think I could emotionally take hurting a computer's feelings for the first time. I think I would just combust. I mean, even I nowadays, like, I feel bad when I call Siri a bitch or a yeah. dumb idiot sometimes. I'm like, hey, I'm sorry. And it goes, it's okay, Andy. I'm like, you don't have to forgive me. I would be mad if I were you. Yeah. You need to tell me if I'm not acting correctly. I don't need to apologize. I need to be better, Siri. My feelings are too big for an AI, for an AI future. Yeah. I can't do it. I can't do it. But that... The styling of that whole shtick was very gorgeous. It was very, very gorgeous. Super high-waisted pants on men. Love. Yeah. I love high-waisted. I want high-waisted to come back, even though it's only just leaving. Please come back, high-waisted. Please. I'm begging you, fashion people. So on the flip side of that question, Mm. which world would you not want to live in? Now that is a good one. I think, well... I don't know. In a certain sense, I would say Mad Max, but also I think that would be a very exciting universe to live in. Just go to Australia. Yeah. (laughs) Just the middle of nowhere in the outback in Australia. Pretty much. It is Mad Max. Yeah. It's just nobody's found out yet. Exactly. (laughs) It's a little stable, containable community of people that has not had contact with the outside world. Leave them like that. Do you think there are still like situations like that? Because I know there's like islands everywhere with people. I believe there's a couple that are known and it's like agreed upon that we don't touch them or interact with them. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. I'm not sure if there's like actual like any cannibalistic tribes that we're just like, hey, we're gonna let them do their thing and the rest of the world will develop. But I know there's some where we have all like universally agreed. Mm-hmm. Let them do their thing. Don't mess. Yeah. I feel like they'd have actual culture shock. Their yeah. brains would explode. Yeah. No, I mean like just if they don't if they don't want a part of it they shouldn't have to be a part of it right you should be able to opt out i think that's fair 
But I'm also intrigued, like, what's the future going to look like for those kinds of communities? Probably just tradition, stick to the same thing. Yeah. If it's been this long and they're still in that stage, I don't think they're their culture is about development or change which is incredible yeah ain't that something but sorry to completely take a, a wander down a path what universe would you not be down for oh god it's funny i i asked that question at you to you and i did not know the <laughs> answer i think just off the top of my head just the sci-fi that i've seen mm-hmm I wouldn't want to be in like a Ridley Scott movie, mm-hmm. Alien or Blade Runner. Oh, horrible. That's just too dark and gruesome, mm-hmm. too boring, mm-hmm. um, too violent. And you probably would die. Very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but maybe Akira might be the worst one. Okay. Ne- Neo Tokyo looks awful. Yeah, that one seemed like not a lot of good things were happening yeah. at, at, at all for anybody. Actually, I think that might have been in the past. Oh, the future past. I don't know if that movie's in like some alternate 80s or in the future. It was giving very much 80s. Okay. I don't know. Another one I would like to add is uh, the Black Mirror universe. I'm terrified of all of you. All of them. I can't hack it here. Yeah. I'm stressed. There's too much tech. But I did really love watching that show while it was still on and popping. Are they like greenlit for more shows, do you think? I think it's like Netflix is like baby right now. They're, they've been doing a bunch of seasons. But to me, that's when it lost quality. The last one that they put out was Bandersnatch, right? Yeah. That's been years. That's been years. It wasn't even that good. Yeah. I'm just going to say it. Shout out those first like, you know what? I'll give season one through three. Tip of my hat. God bless you. Good work. Yeah. I think I think the first few seasons were really good. But if I had one flaw with the show. Yeah. The first episode. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Season one, episode one. Season one, episode one is it's not sci-fi. No. It's not science horror. It just really is a what if situation that's really disgusting Mm -hmm. and grounded. Whereas the rest of the show is more of like a reflection on our relationship with technology and ourselves and the future. Things to look out for. Yeah. And then there's that one. And I think there's another episode where some kid gets hacked or people have blackmail over him yeah and just making him do these crazy things dude that one legitimately fucked me up that was crazy what fucked me up about it was the troll face reveal at the end Mm -hmm. because it brought us back to reality that was an image that i was aware of that Mm -hmm. i've seen used in fucked up comments or in fucked up references and just seeing that you know reminded me this shit is happening kind of speaking of that episode of um black mirror the part I think that had me fucking shook was when they were like, yeah, no, he's a child predator. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, we got a dick pic or we uh-huh. have, you know, uh, your password, to your credit card. This it man's was, a predator. You are a predator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like this. These these extremes are simply too much to handle. But also, girl. Yeah. And just that feeling of like in your brain, in your heart of like, this is my hero. Your brain is psychologically going to root for mm-hmm. the person you're following. And you see him going through these things and you think. He's just an innocent young lad. Yeah. And then you find out you've been rooting for the wrong person. Maybe he deserves this Maybe. shit. Because a part of me is like, hey, if you're doing this, you should be exposed. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Maybe it's a bit too far. But yeah, I couldn't hack it in the Black Mirror universe. Point yeah. blank, period. Okay. I couldn't do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think the future of like memes will be like? <laughs> um, I think it will just continue evolving and I will keep doing my absolute best to keep up with it but the half-life on a meme nowadays is like 
five minutes. It will depends. A good meme kind of stays and like leaves its landmark. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I feel like at this point, there's a meme, a well-known meme or reference for just about any situation. Literally. And that's why we're kind of just seeing like, no, now this is the same idea recontextualized or new image mm-hmm. of it. But at the time, it really was just discovering a picture for an emotion. Yeah. And I don't know. They went through a weird time. Remember, like, deep fried memes started becoming a thing. <laughs> I loved deep fried memes. Or even just, like, like really bad photoshops of mm-hmm. someone's face over a Lord Farquaad, which mm-hmm. is, like, the letter G. And everyone goes, this is the shit. <laughs> this is the funniest meme I've ever seen. Just sending it to everybody. They're like, yeah. damn, that's good. I, I have love and appreciation for the memes of before. And... I am enjoying and appreciating the memes of now, even though they appear and then disappear because they are different iterations of something that's been around forever. Right. Yeah. I get it. I get what you're saying. But yeah, (laughs) I think the future of memes, it's just going to continue to get so niche that it won't be accessible anymore and it'll just kind of turn into like its own split off little subculture things i feel like we're already kind of seeing that yeah i feel like every online community i'm a part of does have their own version of a well-known hyper niche memes yeah there's a there's lord of the rings memes that are super fucking niche but also you could use them in a normal sense and it would make sense to somebody who didn't know it but it would make even more sense to people inside the community yeah there's another layer to it Mm -hmm. just because it might be a certain character or during a certain scene yeah i don't know i think it's just gonna kind of trickle down and like we're seeing now memes are gonna start off as like oh my gosh isn't this funny and it'll just work its way into regular conversation and people's languages like it's like slang it's like its own little slang with pictures involved and it's a joke yeah i like it though yeah no the internet's gonna be really weird in the future it's gonna be crazy what are your predictions i feel like the internet's either gonna try its best to go back to we've talked about this more retro state a more anonymous state unregulated type beat yeah because like even nowadays like pirating something kind of is the best way to get it when it's non-achievable on the internet Mm -hmm. you know if you can't find it anywhere else you could just pirate it Mm-hmm. And I feel like that whole mentality is gone, but it's it's coming back hard because of all these new restrictions on yeah just downloads or even streaming. Streaming has blocked the ability to watch so many movies because you have to have it on a platform that you may or may not have. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just, I don't know. I was thinking about this last night. It's like the early days of cable, just different. Yeah. Slightly. Really, yeah, very much so. Ever so slightly. Yeah. And I feel like because streaming is getting bigger for movies and TV shows, mm-hmm. we're now seeing pirating is going up for certain shows, for example, yeah. that are specifically only on like HBO or something. Me, when I didn't have HBO. Yeah. TBH. But it's fascinating because music piracy has gone down significantly. Yeah. And I think the reason why is because we have, essentially there's only two mainstream ways to get your music. Mm-hmm. Apple Music, Spotify. Or Bandcamp if you are. <laughs> a couple of our very good friends Thank we you. love you we love you music people but um you know the whole thing being they're essentially the same service though. yeah there aren't a lot of songs that are available on apple that are not on spotify and vice versa yeah there is just about 99 percent overlap you only need one of those services to achieve pretty much what everyone else has yeah but with streaming for television and movies you might not have the ability to get it just because you're not paying for the right service. Yeah. And I feel like that that leads to more, you know, contingent piracy. If you're aware, like, there's no way I will get this. 
mm-hmm. unless I pay 20 bucks a month for HBO. And I'm simply not going to do that if you are most people. Yeah. Like, I get it. But in that same sense, I kind of think the, the I don't know, the empire of streaming that is happening right now is kind of like, in a sense, because streaming is so a la carte, you can simply just say like, oh, I want Hulu. I watch a lot of Hulu or, oh, I like the shows they have on Netflix. I will get Netflix. And so you find yourself like with this one, two, maybe three brands of television and movies that you can access. They kind of dictate what you watch. Yeah. Because unless you're willing to go out of your way to pirate something because it's like a huge cultural phenomenon and you want to make sure you watch it or like a live television event that is happening the Super Bowl, you're kind of just going to stick to what you have streaming wise. So I think it's kind of breeding a new consumer yeah essentially and you don't necessarily go to a streaming service because you like what they have on you like what they produce right you're more interested in their in-house stuff and i think it's kind of similar between like apple and spotify because like you said the music crossover is ridiculous you can pretty much pick whichever one you want it just kind of comes down to interface and like what they produce like podcast wise. Right. You know, the only reason why I have Apple, there's no limit to the songs you can download. Yeah. And on top of that, I have an iPhone. Apple has been known to slow down streaming speeds or sound quality on Spotify. Sneaky. It's the most minuscule thing, but it works for me. It does make a fucking difference yeah. when the Internet's not going fast. I'm like, shit, well, I might as well take a break from my work. It's just a pain in the ass now. Yeah. It does make a difference. That's actually interesting, too. Like, what do you think is going to happen in the future with like, God, I forget the the actual term that this was. It was the thing that we hated a Jeep pie over back in like college. Do you remember that? It wasn't SOPA. Was it SOPA? It wasn't SOPA or PIPA. It was... It wasn't HIPAA. Or LIGMA. <laughs> it wasn't PIPA. But yeah, that like... Oh, net neutrality. Right. What do you... Because that's like still a bill right now, the whole net neutrality thing. I believe it's being reversed. They struck it? it down, right? Right, yeah. So I have objectively noticed like issues with upload and download speed on certain sites and trying to stream X, Y, and Z. And I'm very curious if we're all just going to be cool with that forever or there's going to be a little internet uprising because I really appreciated how things were before (laughs) net neutrality was struck down. Well, I think that's the issue and that's what leads to more piracy. Yeah. I really think deep down in my heart, people do want to spend money on music, a movie or a Mm -hmm. video game if it's readily available, like the way you and I are, Mm -hmm. where we say, what do you want to watch? We search it up, wherever it's available, we'll watch it. If we yeah. gotta pay a couple bucks, we'll get it. But if it's not available to us, god damn it, I'm gonna fucking pirate it. Mm-hmm. That's how it is. It just comes down to like... It's availability to me. Yeah. How much trouble am I willing to go through to watch this? Yeah. If it's not super easily accessible. Which is like really cool in a certain sense because there's a bunch of streaming platforms and I'm sure they're picking up a bunch of stuff and there's a whole new crop of creators making crazy little shits and then booking it to hulu or selling this off to netflix but also it kind of fucking sucks because if you're a creator who's not on streaming is anybody going out of their way to watch your stuff exactly and because there's so much on streaming there's such an overload it's even harder to get discovered on there literally yeah i don't know it's it's a tricky it's a tricky industry to navigate it's a tricky time we're living in 
Oh, yeah. Hopefully the future is not too tricky, 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 tricky. While we're on this subject, this would be a great time to remind a lot of people that there are great VPNs out there if you want to download some of them. Period. Yeah. So, Andy, noodle me this. There's a lot of things that I am incredibly curious about for the future, but I am probably the most curious about future to perhaps distant future fashion predictions. And I want to know what you think you'll be wearing 30, 40 years from now. I think I'm going to be sticking to the same thing I normally do, just black (laughs) pants and a white shirt. You know, I'm pretty much just jeans and white shirt kind of guy. Okay. Well, then maybe not you, but... What would the look be? The people. I think it's so hard to say. Mm -hmm. Especially something that I'm not that familiar with being fashion. It's so hard to predict what will actually be practical fashion Mm -hmm. versus just runway kind of craziness yeah i think practically speaking people will probably have clothing that's a lot more like vetted for the weather Mm -hmm. but also like that combination of utility and fashion and style definitely based on media you've consumed about the future do you think we're headed in that direction do you think this idea of future that we will arrive at will look similar to how we imagine it, how the no. media has portrayed it. Not at all. I, I, In my personal opinion, when movies predict fashion for the future, mm-hmm. not only are they saying this look will never happen now because we have made it. <laughs> it's dated. Yeah. On top of that, I feel like fashion is very different than what they predicted it as because I'm seeing logos and brands mm-hmm. are everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's no longer it's a subtle thing. I think the more logos all over clothing the better and that's just the trend now Yeah, you know, just big logos and I feel like that will probably stick just because of the very corporate world that we live in We live in a society. Yeah, I feel like just logos and branding will be bigger than ever probably work for sure I don't know. Is there is there anything you remember seeing at all? Not just for fashion, but like the future in general where you were like Shit y'all might be right about this never fashion wise Mm-hmm. But I think the most practical thing I've ever seen in a sci-fi movie yeah. that I thought, how do we not have that yet? Is in Blade Runner, they had umbrellas where the, the pole that you hold it by just lights up. Cute. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, it's pretty dope. Just be like, <laughs> hey, it's dark, but you can still see it's illuminating. You're like, shit, that's kind of smart. Yeah. And they also had like, they had transparent clothing, which is pretty neat. That's fun. And honestly, like transparent is like having a moment. Yeah definitely having a moment it's had moments before this is not our first time dealing with transparent but honestly i really dig and i know this is fueled by like absolute horrible terrible tragedies but i really love the transparent bag rule at like every single stadium now yeah it's pretty cool it's nifty very cool yeah very cool and also i feel safer (laughs) i feel safer knowing i can see what other people have Mm -hmm. and also i know when my stuff is missing just by glancing at my bag yeah it's very, very convenient, and I very much like it. And that was kind of like a, ooh, future, everything's clear, oh, but here we are. And it's like, oh, hey, I get it now. That's fun. Oh, yeah. I'm still waiting on hoverboards and floating cars, though. <laughs> but we had hoverboards. Did we? Remember those ones that you can stand on with the wheels? Oh, those did not hover. They called them hoverboards. Oh, true. That was so stupid. I don't know. That was not a big ego boost um, for my balance and my balancing skills did you do it 
I uh, desperately tried. I stayed up on that <laughs> that little thing for maybe 10, 15 seconds, and then I had to get off. Not doing it. Yeah. What is it called? It's basically like those hoverboards, but with like little handles. Segway. Yeah. Speaking they figured of it out. Oh, <laughs> what's your segue? No, I'm kidding. No, speaking of segues, I think we were absolutely fine with the segue. We didn't need to take the handle off. We didn't need the hoverboard. We were fine with the segue. Yeah, I think the segue is great. Absolutely. Speaking of segues, I, I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, what do you think the future of filmmaking will be? And Ooh. I want to preface this by saying I'm seeing nowadays the embrace of a cell phone being used to shoot an entire film. Steven Soderbergh does it all the time because he has his own production company. He keeps it low budget. But on top of that, seeing what people are doing now with cell phone cameras. Incredible stuff. People being really creative with them. The cinematography is just different because the cameras are so small. Mm -hmm. Do you think that will have an impact on film in the next 10 or so years? Just whether it be the shot composition or the movement of the camera or Mm -hmm. even just like, are people okay with that quality of a camera? You can kind of tell the difference visually. I don't know. I It's kind of a complicated one for me because as much as I would love to believe, like, I do believe that cell phones are definitely a big part of the future of filmmaking. 100%. Cameras on phones have gotten so good, it's ridiculous. And I think that filmmaking will definitely be even more accessible than it was when we grew up. There's going to be platforms for people to put their videos on. There's incredible technology that is in your pocket of your jeans and it's you can do whatever you want with it but also i think it's kind of maybe going to be treated as a divisive thing i really hope it doesn't come to it but i i can just see a lot of the old heads of the film world putting their little heels in the sand and saying if you make a film with an iphone it is bullshit and you are bullshit and that's that's the thing is that we're seeing movies like that they they win awards yeah tangerine that one that we saw so good it was shot entirely on multiple iphones mm-hmm. like i said steven soderbergh does it and although you can tell the difference i think it doesn't take too much away from the overall quality of the story i think story really helps mm-hmm. and i feel like i don't know the way i see it i think people using their phones to shoot more it's never going to be a bad thing mm-hmm. if your only sacrifice is you can't get the best lenses or zooms on it. But, but there are ways to fix that. Mm-hmm. But I think it will help film kind of reach this age of like, I don't know what to call it. It's almost like like a punk rock phase mm-hmm. where people are realizing money isn't the real catch. You don't need the biggest budget. You could just pick up your phone and shoot something. And you I feel like something really cool. Yeah. And I feel like filmmaking needs to have these big like like almost jam sessions of just like people collaborating, being like money isn't the issue, it's just working Mm -hmm. and just acting on a camera. It's really not that hard to do it. I'm hoping that, you know, there is an embrace with the younger generation, people being like, you don't need a big Ari or fucking Red Dragon. You Mm -hmm. could just use your fucking phone. Mm -hmm. And I definitely think that's the direction we're headed in. Like so many kids even on fucking tiktok like there are film ass makers on tiktok that make incredible stuff with their phones and i think it just comes down to how much the established film people in the industry are willing to accept these kids on their phones because they are incredibly talented there's incredibly talented stuff but because filmmaking is now so accessible everybody can make whatever the fuck they want So there's going to be a lot more really cool shit, but there's going to be a lot more kind of lazy half-ass, not potentially something that you're looking for 
filmmaking. Yeah, and I don't think future Hollywood blockbuster films will be shot on phones. We saw the embrace of film coming back. People say, no, the old stuff is good. So mm -hmm. I think when you reach a certain level of budget, you can earn the cameras, you can yeah. earn all that big equipment. But I think as far as like independent filmmaking goes, mm -hmm. I'm hoping there's a big rise of, like I said, those just like those band sessions, people just being like, let's just make shit and show that we're good and have a good story and then we can get the budget. Yeah. I don't think money should stop independent filmmakers from saying, I just want to make something. Mm -hmm. I just worry that it would turn into an old school versus new school perpetual shitting on each other competition. To be fair, Martin Scorsese used an iPhone to film one shot in The Wolf of Wall Street. Hey! They were missing a shot of the, the seatbelt light turning on. Hey, get an insert on your phone, man. That's what they did. Love it. They realized they didn't have it. They went on a, on a plane, got a shot of a light turning on, and... Incredible. That was it. There you go. And you know but what? You, I would you, have never have noticed. Exactly. You cannot tell. Mm -hmm. And that proves my point. Mm -hmm. You know, there, there isn't going to be too much of a visual discrepancy between being shot on a phone or being shot on film. But you will know the difference, but I don't think it takes away from the overall presentation. If what you're trying to do with it is interesting enough, it truly won't matter that yeah. it's shot on film or not. Right. It won't matter. It's nice if you have the choice. Would love to have the choice. But if you don't, I don't think it's uh, it means you're down and out and you can't do anything. Yeah. Which is really comforting. Yeah. Yeah. Young filmmakers of the world. Shout out. Shout out the young filmmakers. Shout out. What do you think is going to go on with music? Music. Future. Um, honestly, that one I feel you are far more, uh, <laughs> put that eyebrow down. <laughs> I'm shaking my head. No. It's subjective. Music's the most like subjective thing out there. What do you think is going to like be the big change in it? I don't know. I mean... It's really difficult to kind of predict where everything's going. I think it just kind of in the immediate future matters which kind of genre is going to step into the spotlight because we're in hip hop right now. Hip hop is king. Trap especially. Trap, Trap is, is king. Yeah. And I'm I'm having a great time. No complaints. It's, it's fun out here. But I think it will definitely depend on the next cool and trendy genre. Like if I don't know country had its moment next it's kind of having its own little moment <laughs> girlfriend country is having its own moment well, it's having a <laughs> resurgence of some kind you know definitely and honestly that's something that's really interesting is how country music has changed in the last like 20-ish years it's not even country anymore it's pretty much pop but the country that is still country has tone shifted so violently it's insane yeah and i'm absolutely living for it it's so interesting like i don't I wouldn't consider myself like a fan, but it's just so fun to observe, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I feel like just, you know, with current trends, like Lil Nas X putting country hip hop kind of on the map or just yeah. like those kind of beats and those instruments, it's definitely having a rise of some kind, but it's not really mm -hmm. country itself. It's just more country sounds are yeah. being used in hip hop or, you know, even back in the 2010s, we had certain bands bringing in the banjo because it was like, Hell yeah. hey, we're going to do a rock song with banjo solos. Just. Mm -hmm. Because it was a vibe, it was a sound, and it was pretty interesting. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, once again, music has definitely devolved and split into 40 million niches, and I will never know all of them, and they all have their own things going on. But in terms of, like, popular music, I think it's going to kind of stay on maybe a roto in terms of, like, oh, we're feeling very rock this decade. We're feeling very bubblegum pop this decade. And then the sounds that were used in that kind of musical come to the forefront and people will expand upon it people will make cool new sounds for this type of music but yeah i don't know i can't really say i i can make a good 
solid guess on what it's going to sound like. I hope it sounds like lasers and and spaceships and stuff. You think it's just like 10 minutes of like a high-pitched 8K note? Fuck it. If that's on the radio, that's that's bomb. That's punk rock. I won't listen to it. (laughs) If I walked into my child's room and they just had like a high-pitched noise playing, they're like, you wouldn't get it. I'd be proud of them. God bless you. I'd be proud of them. (laughs) You know what? I don't get it. Have fun. I was 14 listening to Burzum and I was like, you guys wouldn't get this. So it's just one of those where it's like, maybe I don't, but it's cool that you do. Yeah. Oh my God. What if like classical music has its moment in the sun in the future? Well, that's what I think is super cool about like music nowadays Mm -hmm. is that with Spotify or Apple, you have so much access to great music from the past. Definitely. You really could just find your niche. Your niche could be 60s doo-wop. You have an entire you know, archive of some of the best stuff. And that could just be your thing. Mm-hmm. So you could have people that are really into, I don't know, even opera yeah. or jazz or country, like you said. So what was that guy's name? Andre, Andre Bocelli or something. He was the, be- he had that beautiful voice. That the be- opera singer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That guy. I don't know. Like he was a big deal back in the late 2000s, 2010s. He was a huge deal. Can't say I know much about opera. Oh, you missed out. He was wild. I can't say I know much about opera either, but okay. <laughs> I would be excited to see opera taking on pop music. That would be fucking wild, dude. Even just like that kind of vocalization, just mm-hmm. really like low, high-pitched singing. Put a little fucking 808 under it. Hell yeah. Get into it, bitch. <laughs> I love that. Do you think rock is going to come back? Yeah. Come on now. If the When We Were Young Festival was any indication, I think it is. Well, I think that's that's a nostalgic take on it. Definitely. I think, do you think rock will make it back to radio or just mainstream pop, I guess? Yeah, I, I honestly, if you had asked me this question maybe like two or three years ago, I would be a lot more confident. But just listening to like current really popular artists, rock is definitely influencing a little bit more than I remember it was. Like... Lil, Lil Peep was a big deal, bro. R.I.P. And he was very like trap Nirvana, which was super fucking interesting. And I got a lot of that same energy from like these other trap artists that would include like really just grungy ass guitar riffs. And that's fucking cool. I think it's just kind of stagnated on that where like rock and hip hop have combined and we haven't really gone back to rock so much traditionally so as we are going back to like pop punk and like emo music like (laughs) not to put mgk's emo girl on blast but uh that's where we are right now and (laughs) we'll see what happens i don't know (laughs) yeah i feel like i hate to say it because obviously rock is still being made Mm -hmm. those instruments are still being used in that way but i feel like rock kind of it needs to go away Mm. i think it needs to disappear for a bit and rethink itself yeah because there are bands with their own sound, their own form of different genres of rock, psychedelic, metal, things like that. But I think rock as a whole, the way we should perceive it, needs to just rethink what it is yeah. and come back with a whole new identity. Because we did have, like, like grunge came out and it pretty much like changed the entire sound, the idea of what an instrument sounds like in the 90s, yeah. how to play guitar in the 90s or how to drum. And I think I'd like to see that happen, you know, Maybe not soon, but eventually. Mm-hmm. I, I think it would be, would be nice to see more hardcore music topping charts. You know, mm-hmm. the same way how 
in the early 2000s we put bands like system of a down and lincoln park on the radio that shit was fucking pretty crazy or like slipknot and corn mm-hmm. that was crazy to me when you look back like damn that was on the fucking radio yeah i was listening to corn to be cool yeah like what yeah and I, and I don't think i can really see the radio or even just the way people consume music i don't see that kind of charting the way it used to be just because i don't know and this might be like okay boomer but like that was a real huge moment the 90s the early 2000s we're in the 2020s now the kids that are like deciding what's cool and popping and fun their older siblings their parents potentially are like oh yeah no green day's the shit and they're gonna be like uh no that's stupid (laughs) that you're old i don't listen to that yeah but like even now i look back at green day and like they're fun but they're still corny as fuck yeah like i would lay down my life for Green Day. I have seen Green Day so many times and I will be the first to say being a huge Green Day fan in public is a kiss of death. That is all it is. It gets harder the older you get it too. It gets a little tough. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. My money personally is on the keyboard. I think voice modulation and hyper pop and fucking crazy shit like that. That's probably going to be the next maybe five years and we'll see what's next. Yeah, I think it's bringing back just the blaring party kind of aesthetic. Yeah. But oh it's flipping God. on its head, you know? I love that Indie Sleaze is coming back so much. I'm living. It's incredible. Okay. <laughs> what, like, who are you, who you listening to? What's making you excited? Oh, I mean, like, honestly, Vaughn. Big shout out to Vaughn. Uh, found your song on TikTok, girl. You're incredible. She's uh, fun. Please drop everything you have cooking right now. Um, I'm listening to Buzz. Buzz's um, single that I I don't know their pronouns, but Buzz's single that they're kind of promoting right now on TikTok. Fucking cool. And there's not a lot of music in it. It's just kind of like really fucking awesome voice that has been modulated to hell. Just kind of beautiful, like layered over top each other. And that sounds crazy. Rosalia, Saoko bitch. I can't get that out of my head. That is an incredible song. And that's like reggaeton, but she's just turned it up to 15 and completely pissed on the structure of a song hell yeah and it's so cool and i don't know i think just kind of really playing with structure is gonna be cool i i'm i'm excited i'm excited yeah i don't think rock will come back in the way of like guitar solos will sound a little different but i think Mm -hmm. like you said it's gonna be the structure of it and i think just the way we we, the way we think of a guitar and how it should be used will be really really different because i'll hear like a gnarly guitar riff and i'll be like nice sick can't wait to bang my head but i'll hear some like crazy ass screeching sounds that have been layered over top of each other and a giant ass bass and i'll be like whoa yeah sometimes (laughs) it just works hey yeah (laughs) and i i'm enjoying that and i feel like a lot of other people are yeah can't can't seem to say I know what's after that, though. But that's where I see it going in the near future. What about art in general? Art. Do you, what do you think will be, will be, like, the big trend? I don't know. I Honestly, before I even, like, give you a <laughs> chance to think about that, the more <laughs> I think about it, I couldn't even tell you what is the trend in art right now. Call me a cynic. I don't like to get negative, but I don't know. I think this whole... <laughs> I don't want to call it the yassification of art, but the capitalization of digital art is just so boring and such a bummer and sad i don't love it and i don't know and i have absolutely no say in this people are doing it it doesn't matter the world will keep turning but 
Can we please get over NFTs? Can we please? <laughs> I don't understand it. Call me old. I don't seek to understand it. I think there's obviously some really awesome art that's being produced for NFTs and people are getting original copies and oh my gosh, this is so cool. It's a beautiful piece. But in that same breath, the fucking avatar shit, the bored ape, the stuff that took somebody maybe a week to draw a bunch of different variants of and then it compiles everything together. Oh my God, it's a unique avatar. Like that's fun. That's like putting quarters into a vending machine and getting a little something out of it. Like, oh, it's so special. But I don't know. I don't see the need to make digital art and then have someone say, yeah, no, I own this because I own the blockchain. It's art. Who gives a shit? Who cares? The way I see it, it's like if you are a Mm multi-bazillionaire, are you going to print out a picture of the Mona Lisa or are you just going to fucking buy it? If you have the money and you're stupid enough, Mm -hmm. fucking go for it. I feel like NFTs, like my big issue with it is that it's just such low effort. Yeah. You know, the quality of the art is just so lame and so depressing when I feel like, wow, the artist is making big bank, but Mm -hmm. who's the fucking artist? I don't, I definitely agree with you. Like there's so much low effort NFT art out there, but I know people feel the exact same way about like, impressionistic art and and abstract art they're just like oh you're throwing paint on a canvas that's stupid i don't get it and they have every right to not get it it's not to be got by everybody but i think what the whole nft crypto boom is doing to art is just kind of taking the like hey do you like this out of it and kind of making you play the investment game with like oh what would probably turn me the most profit in 10 years i don't give a shit what it looks like but what's gonna have a good financial future for me yeah and i think that's my my big issue with it is that it doesn't seem like it's for the sake of art it's for the sake of investment yeah which i guess you could argue if you are buying art yeah if you're buying art you're doing it for an investment with the intent of possibly reselling it yeah maybe but i just feel like at the very least with other trends of art i could argue there's an artfulness to it Mm -hmm. it could be someone covering themselves in paint and running into a canvas if it affects you emotionally if it moves you fuck yeah yeah but when it comes to nfts there's this feeling of like a scam going on Mm -hmm. there's so much pressure like there's only 10 of these you have to own one of the copies well not even that because i'm all for exclusive copies of anything i think it's just like seeing these rappers promote them so much true and seeing like the prices are very like they're very open about like i paid this much for that one i feel like there's got to be a third party or something kind of you know playing puppet master moving the strings in some way because it seems like there was a direction of like a lot of hype around it that was very generated and very artificial yeah i don't know it was just it seemed like an absolute complete luck of the draw for me like oh for for some reasons that are not to be understood this is the nft that is the cool nft and it won't be the cool nft in a year but it's the cool one right now so you need it yeah i don't know I I don't understand it. And there's obviously so much more I have left to learn. And I could be missing out on something that's very cool and very original. But as of right now, I'm stepping on my little cynical soapbox and I'm saying, I don't think this is correct. Yeah. And I think there's a really cool opportunity for other artists who are established to use it. It could be Mm -hmm. something as simple as, you know, a, a filmmaker saying, I made an original movie or a short. It's an NFT. 
you can own the original file and maybe even if you choose to share it, you could. Mm -hmm. Or you could be the only one with it. Offer starts at Mm $5,000 or, you know, bid starts at $5,000. That's one way to approach it. We have the exclusive angle of it being interesting rather than mass produced and randomized. Mm -hmm. You could have a band saying, hey, we released an album. There's only one copy as an NFT. All the money goes toward charity or fuck it. We'll take all the fucking money. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with that because there's a feeling of like there's a, a finished product in mind and the hype isn't based on algorithms or augmentation or twitter hype it's an artist that you're aware of getting their due Mm -hmm. online in a new way and it's just another way for you to like support him yeah which is fun yeah i guess i'm just old on this one you know i i I get paying for physical art i don't get paying for code yeah and the fact that like these nft owners get upset when you screenshot their work who cares after they post it online and brag about it yeah you you are the joke. Mm-hmm. You are the joke at that point. Oh God, I'm outraged. The consequences yeah. of my own actions. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> it's a little silly. Yeah. Why why make everything so exclusive? Why not just put our art online because you want to put art online? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't create for the sake of money. I create for output. Yeah. I like to just have something out there. Mm-hmm. You know? And for me, I don't, fuck you. I don't even want to share my art with anybody. Yeah. It's just for me to sit down and have fun by myself. Yeah. I don't know. Speaking of, guys, we're now on YouTube and Spotify. Hey, <laughs> yes. Speaking of. <laughs> check us out on every single platform available. And if, I don't know, you ask nicely, we can make an NFT and you can have an NFT of this podcast. We are everywhere check us out but yeah like i was saying i don't Mm -hmm. care about people seeing my art and the things that i create yeah Yeah. i don't give a fuck no i mean i'm on eight different platforms but i don't actually care what people think about me yeah i just you know (laughs) i just want to get my work seen but not seen you know yeah i don't know i this is total side tangent but the the podcast mission statement is not to blow up (laughs) and sell a bunch of shit i don't know i just like sitting on this couch and it's funny that it's on the internet and i don't know somewhere somewhere out there someone is listening to me burp into this microphone (laughs) yeah no some people make you know art for the sake of entertainment for others Mm -hmm. i don't know why we're making this other than wouldn't it be neat if we had a podcast this is funny i'm having fun no this is this is a great time i'm having fun if you're listening to this and you're not one of us thank you for listening but also <laughs> like how did you find us how you doing man how are hit you? us up leave a comment that'd be super dope to reach out to somebody like across the world but i'm not in it for that like yeah. you said if we get big mm-hmm. ugh, i don't want to make merch i don't want to fucking sell out wow girl i'm not worried about getting big at all yeah but i'm saying like that mm-hmm. was never the goal no you know definitely i kind of just want to spend time with you hi what are we doing we're talking about the future we're welcome to the show the future. welcome to bottom text episode bottom. four welcome to bottom text this is our, I won't do it. This is our fourth rodeo. She actually did it. I cut that out. Cut that. This is a note for post. Cut out the terrible jokes. So I don't know. I guess I'm probably going to have like two minutes of speaking time on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for me, folks. That's it. That's all I have to say. LMAO. So aside from like the aesthetics and the media of the future, what do you think is going to be like, you know, historically, what do you think is going to happen? Anything big in the future that you can predict? <laughs> Well, <laughs> given that, you know, Russia has now invaded Ukraine for about a week now. <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen in the future. Could be interesting. I hope it's good things. I hope, um, I don't know. I'd really like to believe in 
world peace and all the children of the world coming together, joining hands and singing songs of love and friendship. I would love that. I would love to see that. Um, it, it honestly, how I see the future going really depends on what the fuck we are doing right now. And judging by, I don't know, the massive sweeping climate change bills that have been passed that have not been passed. Um, it, it, I don't know. We might just be underwater in 3000. Maybe the Jonas brothers are right. Maybe the Jonas brothers were right. <laughs> well, you know what? That's a great way to uh, wrap up today's episode. Maybe the Jonas brothers were right. I have one last question for you. Yeah. Where do you see yourself in the future? Where do you see yourself in five years? Um, in the future, I see myself with still my face, still my face. I think maybe I will have shorter hair because that is a goal of mine. And then I would also love to have like one or two robotic limbs of my choosing. It does not have to be from a traumatic backstory and I would not have to have gone through something very painful to get them, but it will be accessible and I will have robot arms. You want both your arms? I I feel like an arm and a leg would be really handy. You see, I feel like that's quite the opposite. Yeah? Because you have one superpowered leg and one superpowered arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can punch and probably kick super fast. Oh, yeah. But you can't, like, run really fast. I don't need... What am I going to be running from? I'm going to be teleporting know. everywhere. I feel like if I had, like, the opportunity, I'd either have two robot legs so I can, like, be super fast <laughs> or something. Yeah. Or two robot hands or arms so, like, one can, like draw while the other one's cooking dinner or something that is fresh i don't know that's that seems very all eggs in one basket for me i'd like to to divvy it up well i do like eggs and baskets actually and i do like divvy (laughs) holy shit that was bad what is wrong with us (laughs) i'm laughing (laughs) i don't know i've been mulling over this but what do you think what do you predict the workforce will be like in the future especially after going through something as fucking hectic as covid oh wow what do you think a job's gonna look like in the future it's kind of interesting actually because i feel like i feel like covid as a test and experiment kind of failed we uh we had a society that failed to begin with or was failing Mm -hmm. covid exposed the cracks in it yeah and our goal is to now go back to that society that was objectively not working yeah and i feel like the workforce was probably the biggest thing to change to be honest Mm -hmm. i think a lot of people realized wow we can work from home while companies are making record profits yeah you know so like oh my my franchise needs me to come in but they're paying me less than minimum wage i don't fucking have to this is bullshit yeah and i think just the way things are going right now i could see people I guess regularly just being like it'll be more normalized to work from home and people might even just freelance multiple jobs they can do from home, mm-hmm. especially with the the workforce kind of the anti-work movement going on right now. Mm-hmm. I think people will probably just realize, OK, this company's not going to give me benefits, but if I have like three jobs and I'm working part time and they're all from home in my mm-hmm. own time, it might work out. And I think there might be uh, an embrace of that or some kind of shift toward that direction. Definitely. Only because it did show it was efficient. Yeah. Like people are just out here making their own jobs. I mean, my whole job, we shifted an entire broadcast, like Mm -hmm. tech and equipment and everything. And we found out how to work our jobs from home. They wrote 
they actually wrote articles about my team. I'm really proud about us. We know, girl. Little no. clout. We love you. No, I'm really proud for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. It, it's impressive to me that we're able to do that. And it just blows my mind that like companies are now telling people, come back to work. It's a cultural thing. It's like, no. <laughs> I don't fucking want to. <laughs> yeah, this isn't part of my culture. Fuck off. <laughs> I hate it here. Yeah. I, I think I think it will be a good thing in the long run because people will realize that the quote-unquote insignificant jobs that they're doing are actually really fucking important and they deserve to be treated better and they don't have to be pushed around and offered less than a livable wage yeah because they need a job and i think going off that the as you put it more insignificant jobs little tasks Mm -hmm. those will probably be automated so there will be more of a reliance on bigger duties for an entry-level job which may ask for higher pay or something so Mm -hmm. There, there could be some ups and downs. I'm really curious to see which direction it leans towards. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But I love that freelance culture is running rampant right now. Mm-hmm. Like, be your own boss. I mean, don't join, like, a multi-level marketing scheme. But be your own boss, girl. Do your thing. If you fucking hate your corporate overlords, tell them to go fuck themselves and find one of a million options that work better for you. When in doubt, just remember, your job does not care about you. No. It, they, they don't. Period. I'm just going to say it. Period. I'll just throw it out there. Your but, job should not be ruining your life. But you should also enjoy what you do. If you mm-hmm. have the opportunity to uh, enjoy your job, take it. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, we should also mention just the way the economy is right now and the way the world is right now. Some people do need to work multiple jobs. Yeah. And this isn't, you know, totally positive. There are issues with the workforce and mm-hmm. there's reasons why people are asking for more and there's work strikes going on and I'm all for it. Definitely. But if you are that person struggling, I, I feel for you. We've all had that shitty fucking grind, that really bad schedule or mm-hmm. the multiple jobs. It's it's a really rough time. But you know what? Know your worth. Know your worth. You do not know. You do not owe anything to a corporation. Not a thing. Yeah. Not a fucking thing. So young, Andrew. Where do you see yourself in the future? Hopefully in the future, I will be on this couch doing more episodes with you. Thank you for joining us on this Ah! lovely episode. You stinker. That was good. We will see you next time. See you later. Thank you for joining us. See you in the future. Nice. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, bye.